0: This is the Enneagram 8 podcast, and we're here to take you inside the armor. We're really grateful for this community that has stuck with us through this intense 8 journey. It's meant a lot. If you'd like to support us by donating to our podcast, at the end of every episode's show notes, there's a link. If you click that, it'll take you right to our donation page. So please consider doing that. And thanks again. Megan is our second Tri-Type 836. Tri-Type is interesting because sometimes the types within our Tri-Type amplify each other, and then other times, one of the three will pull you back and balance you out a little bit. The drive to externalize things in Tri-Type 846 is tempered by the three in this Tri-Type. Same reactivity, same bombs going off inside, but... They're held in by the three's awareness of the group, as Megan says, and of the game that's being played. But that's not to say she doesn't get herself into trouble when some of that reactivity leaks out in words. It happens, and when it does, in her words, she's blown up a few situations. So you're an early bird, huh?
1: I am, so when I was teaching, I would have to like work out, but I have to like leave for work at six forty five. so in order to like work out and do <laughs> my hair and like get to work. That's like just how it had to work. So
0: those are eight priorities right there.
1: <laughs> yes. And then like my cat got used to that schedule. So even though it's summer, he's like it's time for my breakfast. <laughs> yeah.
0: What grades do you teach?
1: I'm actually in transition, but I taught kind of that upper elementary, middle school kind of grades. so fourth, fifth, sixth, and then eighth grade math. But yeah, I'm transitioning into law enforcement right now, and
0: it's fun. That is a really surprising transition. Yeah,
1: it is. And it isn't. <laughs> okay, so I'm Megan, and I am an eight three six, and I. I'm 36 years old and have done so many things in my lifetime that people probably think that I am crazy, but really the only way I can explain it is that the eight energy helps me with that. Yeah. <laughs> so I went to a school called Cal Poly San Luis Obispo over here in California and graduated right into the 2008 recession with a degree in recreation, and nobody was hiring for recreation jobs <laughs> in the recession and. So, I um, had been beach lifeguarding already at that point for a couple years. And I had my EMT, so went and worked on an ambulance and fell in love with the tangibility that that gave. So, went and got my paramedic license, did that for a little bit, and then mouthed off and. Got myself fired. No (laughs) I want to hear that story.
0: Can I hear that (laughs)
1: story? (laughs) Well, basically, it was basically it was just a matter of I was. We had the supervisor who she was the only female supervisor, and I think she, you know, typical female supervisor, kind of felt threatened and stuff by a lot of people and we had what we called the medic of the month where it wasn't the good thing (laughs) it was who was she gonna fire that month and she came and was trying to tell me that I needed to quit lifeguarding and I needed to quit all these other jobs that I was doing to like be able to do better on my internship or whatever and it wasn't because I was doing bad on my internship it was just I had been saying like I'm burnt out I'm working 90 hours a week my ambulance shifts and like my internships that I had to do for my medic license. Mm -hmm. And I basically was just like, I'm not quitting lifeguarding. It's the only thing that paying paying my bills right now. And it's fun. And she was like, okay. And so that put the target on my back. And, (laughs) and then I basically like just didn't let up from there because I'm stubborn and that was not going to happen. So I did suspect
0: it had a female authority figure.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and it's just something about that control of like, you can tell me how to do my job, but you can't tell me to like quit other jobs. Like that's not okay.
0: No, Oh, no 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 no. So Not if you're doing a good job. That doesn't make any sense. Exactly.
1: So I was out for the ambulance and went back and I was like, okay, it's been five ish years, so I'm gonna go and try and kind of like do some event planning. I worked for like a tech company, just kind of some random things because I was digging my feet in and wanted to stay in slow because it's on the coast and awesome. None of that really worked. I mean it was all those kind of like they were jobs and they paid the bills, but none of it was like awesome.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I but I was um, in the process to be a park ranger. So that was like the dream. It was this like combination of that beach lifeguarding, that rescue side with kind of the education, the outdoor recreation. It was all that. It was basically had my name written all over it. I was in that process. They were like, okay, you're like ready to go to the academy. And then it fell through. Um, mm. So I have to do something. Like I can't just sit here. So <laughs> um, I was substitute teaching. And a lot, I, it was teaching was really natural. My mom was a teacher and it was very, very natural for me. And so a lot of principals were just like, just go get your credential. And so, seven years later, of teaching, I never really wanted to teach. I fell into it and it was good, well, it was. But now I'm moving back towards the law enforcement side.
0: All of it is so, you're right. It, it's, it's all
1: very duty bound. Yeah. Like, that's like the word that kind of kept coming up when I was doing a lot of like work on my tri type is it's kind of this duty bound.
0: And I think that comes from that
1: six. You bet. But then the energy of the eight is like, I can do this. I can do anything I want.
0: Sure. And then does the three mean that you want to do it as well as possible? Better than anyone?
1: It's better than anybody. And it's also like. I call it street cred. So like as a teacher, if somebody's like, what do you do for a living? You're like, I'm a teacher. They're like, oh, and they kind of move on because everybody knows what a teacher does. <laughs> yes. but if you're like, I'm a beach lifeguard. They like sit there for a little bit longer. And I, I'm kind of addicted to that.
0: <laughs> like, totally, totally. I want
1: them to think that I'm cool because yes. of what I'm doing to serve them, you know? <laughs>
0: yeah. How did you come to realize you were an eight? What are the hallmarks that told you for sure?
1: I found the Enneagram in that kind of time when I was like going to be a park ranger and then was teaching. And so I was like, why am I like something just doesn't quite fit. Like I could feel the resistance of like my personality in a soft skill job, like teaching. Right. And so I was like, I was kind of searching for what it was. And so when I found the Enneagram, the things that I found about the eight that I was like, that was like, yes, this is us was the word intense kept coming up a lot. And that was a word that people had told me that was very like, that made me feel kind of insecure about certain mm. things. So intensity and then the whole concept of valuing strength above everything else. So those were like the two things that definitely were like, yep, that's that's it.
0: Right. Because the six also could be intense, but they value security.
1: Yes. And that wasn't so much for security. It was like I want strength in thought. I want strength in body. I want strength yeah. across everything.
0: Let's dig into tri-type a little bit. So one of the key things about this tri-type is rebelling against authority that's unjust. Or, <laughs> So go.
1: <laughs> well, the story, I mean, of my supervisor that I gave you earlier that
0: sure but it would be everywhere it it would even start young
1: (laughs) yes so I mean I was the kid that like climbed the trees even though you weren't supposed to I had to pave my own way rebellious is hard because I feel like we think of it as being so defiant and it was but I think it showed up more for me when I was younger of like paving my own way and even now it comes into that street cred aspect of like I want to have almost like uniqueness but not in the way that a four wants it I want it in a sense of like, I'm doing this kind of almost in spite of like what critics think. So like as a female going into a beach lifeguard job, I was one of three in the entire county. And so there was very much a defiance there of like, okay, like I'm going to prove to you that we can do this and we have to hold the same standards as all the men. And so to me, that's where the defiance kind of comes in of like, I'm not going to listen to you, but I can't say full on defiance rebellious because the chain of command in that type of a job was very, very clear cut and you followed it. So
0: Well, that's the thing with the six is you're either completely loyal to the authority and you're fighting, you know, under them with full eight force, or you're counterphobic, which mm-hmm. means you're gonna tear it down right? So you might not have ever found yourself in a position where you needed to tear it down. But do you feel that that's in you?
1: If there's not a leader like that, we can establish right away. Like I have no problem basically being like, we're doing this. And then that six that's that like cynicism of the systems. If it's not clear cut, and I go into like any kind of environment, like I'm very much like, okay, we're rewriting this like this is not gonna work. And I'm the authority on this, right? Because it's that self authority of that tri-type we're gonna make it better more efficient
0: it has two nicknames one is justice fighter the other's debater is there one or the other that you relate more to
1: i think definitely the justice fighter part of it
0: okay so one of the hallmarks of this tri-type is actually being very verbally adept so really truly other people don't know how to stand up to your verbal sparring yes that's the debater do you usually find that you win most of your arguments
1: yes and i've even had to like and I'll get super fired up with them, too. So, fired up meaning, like, I I mean, it's that eight passion that just comes through. But I have all the points from my sixness to back everything up with, based upon what I think. But, like, I've had to be – I'll have to look at my dad, who he likes to go, to. so – I'll have to be like, "Are you trying to get me fired up right now?" Because you <laughs> you will lose this argument. And he's like, he likes to challenge you. I think he's probably an eight. So he's like, "Okay, let's go, baby girl." You know, like, "Let's go." <laughs> but most people can't handle it. And then I just put the bomb in the middle of the room and everything is just down
0: from there. <laughs> Eight with fives also they win most arguments but the pace is very different. So yes. a five will stand back, observe, and they come in for the kill once they have all the data. But this tri-type would shoot right from the hip in the moment. Absolutely. And I I'm not sure you're winning because your argument's good, I'll be honest. I think it's because the intensity, no one can stand up to it. Yes,
1: yes. It's a but it's, it's I know the facts from my own authority so like sure. I don't really care if the facts are right I'm just yes. am gonna bulldoze them <laughs> into your brain and that's right so
0: that is the difference that's the key <laughs> difference yes definitely because the eight with five will have taken time to actually like gather the facts that they yes. can hang things on but the six won't do that <laughs> yeah no it's
1: it's very much a my own authority this is what's right and people are like but that's not necessarily what tri. i'm like for me it is so stop (laughs) yeah like shut
0: up (laughs) shut your face (laughs) yes so then this will resonate then because like one of the it's mean but what someone said about this tri tip is you're immovably disagreeable
1: yes yes (laughs) actually it's funny because i was asking some friends about like how they would describe me and one of my friends the other day actually was like um she was like you can tell she's kind of skirting around she's like well you're you'll make your opinion known. <laughs> like, that's so nice. You're so sweet. <laughs> um, she's like, you'll make your opinion known. And she's, but she actually said opposite. She's like, but I've never felt judged by you. So it's like, I am immovable from my own self. But yeah. she was basically able to say like, she felt like I was also very open to the experiences of others. And that probably is that justice fighter side of like, I can understand that their experiences are not mine and i kind of can accept it at that face value but for me like i'm not movable
0: i do think that that's mostly an eight thing mm-hmm. where we just don't want to be told we can't have the opinion we have yes. we don't we don't feel super threatened about you having an equally strong opinion that isn't the same. We
1: love it, right? Like we want you to stand up in your own truth. Yeah. Do all that.
0: Yeah. So no, that fits that the judgment piece doesn't really come in. I don't think with most of us. It's funny. So you would say on the whole, it's hard for you to be moved off your opinion unless it's you doing it yourself.
1: If there, I mean, people can bring sources, but yeah, there's, it's, I'm, this this is what it is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. Then, Obviously, this goes without saying, you're like doubly assertive because of six and eight and you're double reactive for the same reason. So how does reactivity show up for you?
1: Okay, so this was actually really interesting. I was listening to a podcast a few years ago with Suzanne Sabeel interviewing Nadia Bolt-Weber. I don't know if you have heard of her. There's two things from that that stood out to me about that interview. And I remember just being like, yes, yes, preach sister. But she was saying... She goes, I go to the fuck you spot very quickly. And I feel that to my soul. Like I will be sitting even in a teacher staff meeting and some some person will say something completely dumb. And I'm just like, fuck that. Like, I'm not, no, like we're not doing that. But I also come off of that very quickly. So the reactivity of that is just like, boom, like gut force guts reaction. And it's that fuck you very intense. And then it's like, brain kicks in of like okay now how do we how are we gonna make this work what's what does that look like Reactivity it's very very gut driven obviously yes
0: do you find yourself with a lot of like remorse afterwards like oh crap what did I just do
1: I think like part of me kind of loves it <laughs> um, well because I'm not it's not like something I say it's in my it's internal so okay. I, I don't feel like there's remorse because it's like yeah they can read my expression I'm sure so I always just try to sit in the back so that I don't show as much of my stuff. Yeah. But a lot of it's internal. So there isn't as much remorse because it's just like, this is not affecting them. It's more affecting me. And when I do need to move on that reaction, because it really is something that's not okay, then then they'll know.
0: Okay. I wonder if this is a a key difference between 836 and 846. The combination of 846 means that they really, truly almost can't help externalizing the reactivity. Mm. It comes out. You guys have the three. Does that hold it in? Do you think?
1: I think that, yeah, it's that saving face part, right? Like we, we have to be able to adapt in all of the different scenarios that we're in. And so we can't, we can't fully blow it up or react the way that we authentically feel externally, because we still have to maintain that mask for whatever group we're in.
0: Okay. That's key. I'm writing that down because that is a very important difference. Somehow it's mostly stays internal. What happens to your emotions with all of this stuff going on? Typically, they would say that with all this intensity going on and all of this push, you aren't in touch with your own emotions.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. I think it's really hard. I mean, type type A's anyways, but I think especially with the double aggressive and the double reactive, this tri-type, I think, is especially masculine energy. And so we, I think that, yeah, like I absolutely have a hard time knowing what the emotion is other than I'm angry or I'm really, really sad. Uh, okay. Those Just are not
0: terms, the nuance. You don't have the nuance. No.
1: Like it's like I kind of have these umbrella terms. But like if, if something's like, how are you feeling? I'm like, well, I'm really pissed about that. And that's like the word that I would use. But I'm not able to break it down further without a lot of like marinating on it.
0: Right, and do you not you just don't prioritize that? I'm assuming. No. <laughs> yeah, no. exactly. Not at yeah, all. because the, the three has other things to do.
1: <laughs> yeah, we
0: have to be efficient, Joe. <laughs> I know that would slow you down a lot. Yeah, like a no, lot of a too lot. Much to do. For sure. What are some words you'd put around just what the three brings?
1: Um, I think adaptability, kind of that mask, like being able to fit into what I need to be in kind of each situation. That's what the three brings in in like a positive sense. I think that it also brings that external focus for me of needing that street cred and needing like kind of the external validation of like, oh yeah, what you're doing to serve others is cool. The focus on efficiency. And then like when I was looking at Catherine Faber's stuff, she was kind of talking too about kind of being an exemplar of like where you came from. So like, look at what I did because of my past experiences and kind of like making sure that you're you're doing things for your critics like a little bit and then the natural networking too of being able to know just enough of how to get certain information from certain people to be able to like network them that kind of thing
0: and this brings up another question do you know your stacking
1: social sexual then self-pres i think that one was like a hard one for me to figure out because I'm pretty much an introvert. And so I was like, oh, I'm probably sexual first. I'm probably sexual first. But when I was listening to the big hormone Enneagram guys, they were saying like, no, it's also being able to walk into the room and then knowing what people need. And that's kind of what I was just describing with that three. And so that's why I put that first.
0: How I describe it to people is that your radar, our eight radar, the sexuals is very narrow. So it focuses in with laser focus on one person. Whereas a social eight, the radar is cast very wide. And they can actually vibe an entire group of people.
1: See, I feel like I vibe single people, but I can feel the energy of the room the way that Aaron describes it. So that I yeah, like that kind of like they're right there, both of them. It's just kind of I think a matter of like I'm not quite sure which one holds the top spot, but they're they're definitely. I think
0: I'm. It's safe to say that social nudges out SX. Okay, SX is so all-consuming and so blinding. We can't sense the group because of it. It's such a okay. distraction. It's like catnip. Like, you can't. Yeah, it's probably just like that gut intensity feeling. Yeah, every fiber of my body is locked into whether this person fits with me or whether they don't. And it feels either incredibly right or incredibly wrong. But either way, while I'm busy focusing on that person, the world falls away and I don't notice anything around me.
1: I also wonder, too, if the three kind of downplays a little bit of my sexual part of it in the sense of like, I have to play the game. Like
0: that's true. So there yep.
1: is very, cause they're so close, but I have to play the game. Like I have to save face in such a way that like, I have to almost like turn on that social energy to be able to read the room and like, know what is needed from each person
0: but does it feel like a choice where you're turning it on or is it just natural okay that's key maybe you are sx then and then because
1: i think because like i very much like if i was going to go to a family even like my family my brother you like he's having a birthday party for his one-year-old or whatever right like I will find the one person and I will sit in that room and I'll talk to that person the whole time because I know everybody so I don't right. have to go and like work the room or work the energy of the room like I can kind of like hey how's it going but like hang out with that one person who I kind of feel safe with and like want that attention and that energy and like that thing somebody that will like kind of debate like I'll go and sit. I'll sit at parties and talk with my dad and have those like passionate debates. Mm -hmm. And so that's where I have to be like, "Are you sure you want to do this now?" Because we're gonna go. (laughs) My dad will be like, "Let's go. Let's go."
0: Right. Um, Okay. Well, then that actually might be a good explanation. The three does naturally hold the group, so I I guess that would help. And then your self-pres last would mean that you really just don't think about your own needs. Like you can get burnt out if you're not careful and.
1: Very much so.
0: Okay. Well, that kind (laughs) of nails that down pretty nice. Kind of
1: an interesting perspective on it, probably, huh?
0: Well, it is, especially just how the three impacts the SX. Because um, my tri-type, everything about my tri-type, like, amplifies the SX. It just makes it more intense, whereas your three would tamp it a little.
1: Yeah, probably just like makes it so that we appear more social. And I think that mine are so close, my, my SX and my social, that it can kind of nudge it out in those situations.
0: And then do you relate at all to like some of our eight threes that really do care about the brands they wear because they want to like fit with the group?
1: Yeah, like I know the interview with Amanda where she was talking about that. Um, yeah, does that resonate? Like she was saying it wasn't so much to fit in with the group. It was almost like I need to carry myself in a certain way. I also, like, am very focused on good gear, right? So, like, if I'm going to buy gear for work or, work or recreation stuff, out- all the outdoor stuff, like, I wasn't just going to go and buy the cheapest gear. Like, I was going to wait and, like, invest in the good stuff, knowing that it was going to last me longer. There's yes. just
0: a sense of if you're going to do it, you're going to do it right.
1: Yeah. So, it's not, like for other people it's like for like the quality of it and that's I resonated with her on that part
0: right so if you're gonna go to France you're going to wear what's required to do France well
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah it's yeah and they said very much that three of like I can play the game like I know what is needed of me in this situation and I will meet that
0: Uh, Okay, let's move to the six then. So how does that meld with your eight?
1: So I don't like change. So I think that's coming from that six, um, as well of just like the anxiety kind of phobic kind of part of it. I do test people that are close to me every once in a while I have to just kind of go. (laughs) go (laughs) Yeah, I'm super reliable and consistent. Like I take a lot of pride in that aspect of the six. And then I say like the negative parts, cynicism. I can come off as cold, and that's that like not being in touch with the emotions part. Like I have to be in the right space to be able to like process all that emotional stuff.
0: So on the whole, what would you say is just the best part of being this tri type? And then what's the hardest bit?
1: I think the most awesome part is that we will fight for the underdogs in a way that I think nobody else will, with this like intensity and this energy. And that's, it's just, it's cool. Like, (laughs) it's very much that, like, I don't know why you're here, but something's going to happen. And it's like, you're going to be in the right spot at the right time. I think the hardest part is is that, like, aggressive and reactivity that all bottled up just makes it really hard to soften down when we need to do that. As a female, that's really, really hard.
0: Do you have relational issues Mm -hmm. that have kind of plagued you? And does it have to do with that?
1: Yes. Yeah. Like I, my best friend is a guy. I honestly believe it's because he's the only one that can handle it. Um,
0: yeah. That's common with us. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so that's like a big deal. Um. Yeah. I have like some good girlfriends, but it's kind of like they've known me for so long that they can kind of shoulder it too. Cause they, they've seen the gooey parts. Right. But mm-hmm. most times when I meet people in new places, it takes me a very, very long time to even make just like acquaintance kinds of friends because I will blow up the situation with intensity of some kind. So
0: you just kind of nailed it. Blow up the situation.
1: I'll just like drop the bomb here and drop the bomb there. And yeah, it's, it's just me being me. Like, I don't even think about it consciously. And then when I'm reflecting afterwards, I'm like, oh, maybe that's why they don't want to hang out. <laughs> I know.
0: I know. Not able to kind of stand outside the moment and assess eight with five would do. It's different.
1: Yeah. And so, okay, I have a funny story. So kind of talking about like that six testing, but also like the dropping the bombs. So friend and I, my best friend, the guy, we were in Austin, Texas, and we were in this nice hotel. And we had gone up and got in our room, and then we kind of were doing like the lay of the land where we were going up and seeing the pool on the rooftop, and we were going down and looking at the bar. We went and looked at the gym, you know, like we're scoping out the hotel. And we decided to get a drink down in the bar on the floor level, and we were sitting there with the bartender, just hanging out, drinking. We had one drink and then we decided, okay, let's get a second drink and go back to the hotel room and get ready for going out and finding dinner somewhere. So we get our second drink. We're in the, we go to, into the elevator and we enter the elevator with a family and they're like trying to make small talk, which you know, like we don't really do very well. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, there's a puddle of water on the floor. Like, I wonder if somebody was coming from the pool. And, like, I, without thinking, Joe, this was, like, full reaction. Like, my friend calls it my Tourette's. But out of nowhere, I just go, or somebody was pregnant and their water broke. And like, because I had to just drop it. Like, like they were mortified. They were mortified. And, like, I was like, what? Like, that's a scientific fact. It's, like, not a big deal, right? Like, I had no clue, like, why it was so mortifying to them. But they were, like, they thought we were, like, hammered. They're, like, making comments about how we need to go up to the room and, like, put ourselves to bed. And I'm, like... Okay, I've had one, and that was funny. Like... (laughs)
0: So <laughs> and I mean, you probably revel in the shock value, like oh, revel in their discomfort. Yes,
1: yes. And so part of it was like reveling in their discomfort. Part of it was there was no conscious, I'm going to drop this right now. It was like <laughs> almost like a gut reaction to just do it. And then I thought of the words afterwards and I was like, okay, that was funny. And then my friends, like watching his face, he was just like, he was kind of just like, I can't believe you said that. So he, I liked his reaction too. So it's kind of like a test on him of like, can I make this so outlandish that I can get the reaction? From you, you know my most loyal friend. So it was. I just. I love that story because it's just so.
0: It's true. There should be like warning labels on alcohol that says try type eight three (laughs) six should definitely drink with caution. Yes, Yes. (laughs) it removes the inhibition you already don't have. So
1: (laughs) yes, it's like at school I have to really put on the filter because there'd be times where I would drop things that were not inappropriate, (laughs) but they are definitely like a drier, more cynical humor than the teachers could handle, and so I had to (laughs) come back from a couple bombs there too. (laughs) You guys are just so awesome. The world needs us, and it's hard. But we've been given this hill that we can climb because we're strong enough to do it and to hold that intensity and that strength. And if not us, then who?
0: That's it for today. We hope by now you've realized there's a lot more going on under the surface. And you'll continue to follow along as we take you Inside the Armor. Three words to describe you.
1: Intense. Generous sarcastic
0: drink of choice in the morning coffee at night whiskey fiction character that you resonate with
1: Blair from Outlander you're
0: not the only one to say that <laughs> that's interesting any tattoos
1: I have two one on my foot that's a fish because I really like water and then I have one on my wrist that says that others may live John fifteen thirteen. so that is that whole duty bound part of it <laughs> okay what makes you cry people being harmed or animals dying
0: do you have like a hallmark color orange
1: to where is black but everything else orange
0: if you could have a superpower slow down time that would especially matter to someone who's reactive.
1: <laughs> reactive and also like the efficiency. Like you get so much done.
0: So true. Is there an animal that feels like your animal?
1: Well, it's not guinea pigs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would say wolf. I especially love like the leadership of the wolf, like from the back of the pack and like, right. like watch everybody in front of them.
0: Describe your happy place.
1: My happy place is with my best friend on a beach beach playing in the water.
0: If you had to wear one outfit for the rest of your life, what would it be?
1: My black off the shoulder sweater with black jeans and my cowboy boots.